But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio in Matawan, New Jersey, chopping it up from the Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. I can say that all in one breath. Half now. <laughs> that was good. I, I nailed it all. One breath. That's all it took. It is Sturch and Gooch here on a feel-good Friday, and it is no Rob. He is, um, I don't even know what to describe. Like, when you guys are out, I try to come up with really clever reasons as to why you're out, and then people start talking. I'll just say it, Rob. Woke up this morning to somebody hitting his car Smack. outside, so he's right. incapacitated a little bit. I mean, bit he's not moment. incapacitated. Yeah, his his ride is. Uh, that's the worst, though. I mean, can we have any better luck with cars within Chop Sports? Yeah. This one gets it stolen. Ashley Amir Fit, by the way. Ashley Amir Fit, the whole thing. Ashley Amir Fit's in the building as well. Uh, but, yeah, we get one stolen, and then this one. I'm, I'm nervous to see what happens to my car outside this office for whatever reason. You'll Somebody's going right. to skip We're off 34. Matawan's, uh, I mean... This part of Madison nice. is okay. It's nice. It's downtown. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's Sturch and Gooch, as I said that already. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Are you going to man the uh, the graphics while I go over this spiel? That'd be great. We don't have a producer today, so that's why I just asked Ash if you get, she can do it, but uh, she was a little tied up. She's doing the old work from home ski, and uh, she's busy, so she can't do it. So if you want to support Chop Sports, do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. I did uh, – tweet and instagram and facebook this out yesterday we're trying to re-push the uh the patreon we're going to be adding more content to the dynasty members so if you're a ten dollar dynasty member you'll get exclusive stuff including behind the scenes footage and also um there's uh what should we call there's going to be stuff that we want to do with um with kyle with his picks i would have come i'm not doing shit. i see scoops coming in already saying oh okay well guess what dude at 10 45 when we're like oh it's definitely officially not coming. You can't make it down here. By the way, where's the cross court uh, cast? That done? No, it's not done. You forgot about it again. So this has been a weird week for the uh, the podcast network. A lot of things happened where there was no there was no Jets, there was no Mets, there was no now cross courts behind. Uh, now we're, Bum back, is out. we're back on the air with the um, Fight Factory now on the podcast. Yeah, so that one's network. out and available. But anyways, listen, it's we're all good. It's all good. Um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, do us a solid like the video on YouTube, right? So you're watching it on YouTube and then you got to pause it for a second and then hit the little thing, right? And bang, that's a wonderful thing for us. And it, uh, we really appreciate that as well. Share it. Why don't you tell people about it? Um, Dave coming off very frazzled. I'm, I'm just I'm scrambling. And by the way, Scoop did post his podcast because Kyle was on it the other day. They just posted it early this week. Oh, yeah. Shit. All right. My bad. Whoopsie daisy. My fault. Um, As far as frazzled. No, not frazzled. It's Friday. I'm good. As I slurped the coffee. That was um, disgusting, by the way. Nobody you slurped. You slurped no, for me. me. You slurped for me. No. You just did. That definitely wasn't me. You guys could run the tape. That was not me. <laughs> Check the tape. Check it. No, it was um, anyway, you, so if you're watching this on YouTube and you're maybe a first time viewer, Welcome. Subscribe to the channel. We got a lot of cool content. We clip up the show. We do our own little interactive daily show each and every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock. So if you're a first time viewer, welcome to the show. Uh, Dat Chat is also an exclusive partner of um, Chop Sports. We have a social media that's on the rise. Uh, my buddy Glenn over at Dat Chat. Go download it on Google Play. Google Play. I forget. Oh, yeah, Google Play. Works Google Play, iTunes I Store. Apple Store. Um, yes. And of course I'm coming in. It's, it's funny. You should say this. Um, as far as the, uh, frazzled, I'm in the best mood in the world because I trailed the sauce last night with the Boston Celtics. We'll get into the game in a little bit, but boy, oh boy, first quarter cash it halftime cash it final score cash it we're eating good today boy. And when I say that, I mean, probably just get a bagel or something, but honestly, I, I felt like this is a start of a good turn in the betting. I put some wagers down on the old PGA tour. How are uh, they doing though? Uh, one of them's in second place right now. Okay. So, okay. You know, I went with my brother. He also picked a couple, um, you know, so we'll see. Uh, I don't, I can't see some of these stuff. You don't have to pause to like, and sweats are in bars. <laughs> see, I can't really, I'm like trying to read it, but it's like, 
my eyes are shit. But if your eyes are shit, you can head on over to Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right next to the train station, as you hear every single day. Uh, so go check out them as well. So we talked about that chat real quick. Also, June the 26th, it is time to party with Chop Sports. We had a a coming out of sorts last year. We did it at a bar. We were at McDonough's. It was fun. It was the, the Connor fight. He broke his ankle, cut, cuts the promo from the floor. Can you believe that's like almost a year ago already? How fast that happens? Yeah, no, I can believe it. Connor, Crazy. It's yeah, insane. insane. Connor's almost back. So. Connor is almost back. So also, if you want to join us and you're in New Jersey, in New York, in Pennsylvania, it's a listen. Central Jersey is not hard to find. So come hang out with Chop Sports Sunday, June 26th, 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Merrill Park in Island, which is basically Woodbridge. Uh, to sign up, please be sure to go to chopsports.events at gmail.com. So send an email. Let us know how many people you're coming with. And let look, us know what you're bringing. Look, if, you're, everybody, if, you're a, uh, if you're a potato salad guy. Everybody, <laughs> please, if you have not um, emailed chopsports.events at gmail, please do so. I know that there's a couple posts made in Facebook but it's hard to track everything and keep it all together. Just please look, it says it to sign up email. <laughs> Every single post that's been made so far, it said to sign up email chopsports.events. So please, is that a silhouette, up, by the way, of email chopsports.events? Like, is that me striking you out in wiffle ball? Is that that's what's that? Hey, we have you have no idea my wiffle ball prowess. Oh, here we you go. You know how your, father, your father said something about Oh, here we your go. Your father you know, said something about Come um, see me in the water, bro. Come see me in the water. I, I don't do the water. He don't does it. Has, doesn't it do has, the water. Look, do you think I want to spend uh, a game zero to eleven bumping uglies with you in a pool right now? That's uh, not yeah. on my list. Sounds of like a do's. fucking fun not Saturday night. Bit. I don't go in the water. I do not do the water. I might dip my water feet in the champion. pool once in a while, but the ocean is definitely off limits. And you know, uh, sport in the pool. So, like, if you go to an island, have you ever been to an island? Yeah, I have no desire. Like I just have. I feel no bad design. for Ashley. I mean, you're not. You're never gonna go to like Putacana or she'll be all right. The and DR honestly, or anything. No, no, no. Don't say. I'm. I'm not gonna say never. I don't get really a. Say I'm just in saying when you things. when you go to these places, it's like that's the the best part about it. you. Sit on the beach. You don't say a word. You sip on a mojito and you just chill the entire time. When I go to the beach, the first thing I do is ask, "When are we leaving?" I wait to leave as soon as we get there. So we get there and I'm like, was, "Okay, we're here. We did, did it. Let's see, go." Different story. Different story. Uh, with with that. Like the Jersey Shore, miss me with all that shit. Even on vacation, goodbye. Though. Like, like what's going to happen after day two of sitting on a beach for me? How much? How much sitting? So on you're a just beach too right anxious. You're yeah. too. I gotta be on the move at all Not times. Good with it. Or do water sports or something? You don't even like. Do you like jet skis? I'll go on a jet ski. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Right, so we're as long as I'm, but even that, I'm very tentative. We'll say very tentative. I'm not sure who the uh, not the only one with the water, but. Head on over to uh, YouTube. I know I had to put the link in there. I know it. I just know it. I, I sometimes I, I missed yesterday. I mean, either way, if there's, anyway, no, come on if over there's no link, all you got to do is just go to YouTube. And, and we're the first video that pops not up. not that hard. So appreciate y'all. Um, anyway, so we'll get into some of the stuff. Obviously, oh, oh, first and foremost, before we get past the, um, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, before we get past the flyer and the, and the, uh, the, the party, I do want to thank Absolute Eyewear and I want to thank Fusco Insurance Agency. Both have already talked about contributing to the cause. So any donations are welcome. Well we as, appreciate yeah, cornhole that. CornholeLevel.com. Oh, CornholeLevel. Those guys. Starting next week, we'll have a whole nother Yeah, uh, that's read incredible. That we're so, start doing. Um, let's see. Rob's caught. Hey, Rob. Good morning. Our producer from the, the ARC. Uh, I know for a fact I'm going to die drowning, so I don't do the water either. Okay. Uh, and the beach with a cold, fruity drink refills itself. Yeah, I'm a happy camper. Right. And, and in the world of, like, technology and you want to watch your sports, guess what? There's there's phones for this. There's a phone this big. You just you just watch your sports. That's it. And, and, and with the nicest weather, the ni imagine just somebody come up to you and be like, here, Mr. Gucci, here's your next uh, Miami Vice. Another, or pro another problem that I have when I go do any type of travel is is what I'm going to eat. I don't really do international shit, so there's no way if I no go somewhere, <laughs> if I go like for Mexico, for example, I'm just gonna eat fries and, and tortilla chips. And now you're looking at now you're looking at the Dave diet here. <laughs> yeah, but I can't I can't live that way for like a week. I don't know how you do it. Being honest, I just nope. Oh, <laughs> you're just right. commenting when you went to Big Booty Mix. 
I have a picture. I saved it. There's one story of hers or something that I saw, and I'm like, I need this picture forever. It's you just having the time of your life. Bro, get in where you fit in. All right, big booty mix. It was my. Scene, <laughs> oh yeah, right? I fit right in the big booty mix. 100. percent Yeah, was, all that. I wasn't shit even music. close to the oldest person there, by the way. Not even close. I thought I would be, and I definitely was. Because you're was a some, man. There was some sugar, <laughs> there was some sugar daddies <laughs> prowling around over there. Definitely, it was like creepy at uh, best. Of course, there was. Uh, also, going down tonight. I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to my beloved New York Rangers game two tonight in Carolina, seven o'clock start. I debated going out and then literally made a decision within eight seconds of debating that. And then saying, I'm going to be in my underwear on my couch. Like there's no way I'm done. Wednesday night was my, my night for the, for the week. I'm good. My liver hurts. Like I'm just, I'm done with all that uh, for this week <laughs> at least. Um, so Go Rangers, uh, play the same game you just played, all right, because you obviously you had that game won for 58 minutes. So if Igor just plays on his head and, and brings the brings the noise again, then, you know, we, we win this game. I think we win outright. Um, just to give you an update about the rest of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, I know Gooch is very interested in this. Uh, the Tampa Bay, I almost said Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Lightning are up 2 nothing in their series. So they're on their way to the next Eastern Conference Championship. We'll see. The Avalanche and the Blues are tied at 1, and, of course, the Flames – who um, won their game. Ready for this final score? Did you see the final score of the Flames game the other night? Probably not, right? Ready? 9-6. asking me? Yeah, I'm asking no. you. 9-6, bro. Nine goals. Nine times. Name that movie. Nine, Nine times. Wow, Dave, come on. Keep it moving. Somebody else named that movie for me so I can feel like, you know, I'm okay. Uh, Danny DeJesus. Oh, hey, what's going on, bro? Uh, Bird Gang. Yeah, you guys a, look real good. Congratulations on Bradbury, by a little, the way. A little Patriots uh, dirt coming out. Pat's players are concerned with the offense. Shocker. <laughs> well, I mean, well, shocker. And I guess I'll read a little bit of the details. Patriots players are alarmed <laughs> with staff. Belichick has put together in the direction of the offense. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, because we all know that Bill Belichick checked out of, Matt the, of Patricia the draft. And Joe Judge ain't going to get it done. But. And yes, thank you, Kyle. Boom. Nailed it. Ferris Bueller. Day off. You never seen Bar Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I have, but I'm not quoting it. I wasn't, you know, I'm not in that realm right now. I'm trying to, I'm, I got a little bit of anxiety. I'm not going to lie about this whole top 10. And I don't see Ryan Cathcart in the chat. There he oh, is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Perfect cue. timing. On Ryan, cue. let's hear the top 10, 50. Don't worry. No, we wait, we're going to do this that. at the end. We're, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're we're going to make yeah. you wait on, on, on. And it? stop. Wait. Look, look right away. This is my point. They're already trying to dictate the criteria and bottle my list to don't worry about it. all it's my players. I have two lists. My turn. Just so we can shut my down. My show. Just so we can <laughs> shut down. Yes, this is my show. All right? I decide the list. I decide the criteria. There you go. So there we we'll go. Get, we'll just hang tight for that because that one's coming. Um, so, yeah, Rangers game two tonight. Get it done, folks. Uh, we'll see how I feel on Monday because two games will have passed before Monday. So we'll see where the Rangers stand at the end of the weekend. Uh, so the Yankees uh, can't finish the sweep in Baltimore, which is very disturbing because I don't like losing to Baltimore. Okay, I did that losing the lose to a good team all day long. I get it. It's baseball, Susan. I understand. But can we talk about me and your differential of uh, of our love? Well, your love, my hatred for Aaron Hicks, because here's the thing. We we're watching the game pause, yesterday. No, no, no. You say love. I like Aaron Hicks. Right. I've always I liked Aaron I find Hicks. like and hate. He's Fine. like, uh, you know, but it's hard to love a guy that's. OPS is like 028 last 13 games. So. <laughs> coming in. Probably the most excited I've been to hear a list. Oh, it's coming, baby. It is coming. So anyway, uh, here's the thing with Aaron Hicks, okay? Um, so yesterday we were watching the game. We're, we're working. We got the game on the Yes Network uh, app is, is playing in the background. We're the, the, the volume's off. So like that's how much like we're into our work. And then obviously the Yankees are right there. And so they're playing. Obviously Baltimore comes up, you know, Pretty much takes the lead. We battle back in the eighth, right, or the ninth. Send this bitch to extra. Aaron Hicks is a walking strikeout, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying like, "Oh, but he walks, and he's second on the team and on base percentage and shit like that." I get all that, but it's like in a big spot with the bases loaded. Aaron Hicks comes up. How many did I call two strikeouts? I said he's striking out here. But your thing, your defense on Aaron Hicks is that when he strikes out. He gets mad. No, 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 no. That's not out. my defense of Aaron Hicks specifically. That's that's the style of player that I like. I don't like when guys don't give a shit when they strike out with the bases loaded and they just do and they act like nothing happened. I at least see that there's shared frustration on the part of Aaron Hicks. That doesn't give him the pass by any stretch. I'm not sitting here saying that. The good thing about this situation, ladies and gentlemen, 
hear me out here, is that Aaron Hicks will be out of the lineup within two weeks, whether he hits or he doesn't, because he's going to get injured. So that's a fact. Let oh. this play out. If he could fix it, all well and good. And but that's another thing. He'll play himself out of the lineup with an injury in no time. Well, you say play yourself out of the lineup with an injury. I say just play yourself out of the lineup. The only problem is we don't have anybody oh, else. But there is a guy that's sitting there waiting in free agency right now. Oh, is his name Brett Gardner? Possible. <laughs> He did turn down six million from Toronto. That's crazy because the Yankees only gave him four last year. Well, he, he wants to be a Yankee, clearly. But the the six million dollar offer is what's crazy. Six million for Gardner after last season. I'm not sure about that one. But the Yankees, if they need a stopgap and a guy that's not really that good, but it it's not Hicks. I but think they got Aaron, nobody even in the minors. That's like beating down the doors to get to the majors. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but there, it's a, it's you know what there, you know what there will be. There will be plenty of. Um, serviceable veteran outfielders that become available by all these teams that are right now. There's a lot of teams that are, have a, have a log jam at outfield and they're looking for ways to bring some young talent up a guy. That's a veteran. I'm not going to sit here and pick out names, but let's just say like a, a McCutcheon type. When we made that addition that year, like there's, I there's like veteran it. outfielders out there that could definitely come in and, and contribute. No doubt about it. And this is the theory that the Mets fans have. See, right I'm not a uh, scoops coming in with Andahar. I, I'm not sold on him yet. Like, there's, there's been times I'm like, oh, cool, this kid's got pop, you know? But then, like, you're looking at, like, he also can't hit the broad side of a barn. He can't hit water if he falls off a boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's times where I'm just like, can this guy hit a baseball? I think Andujar, he could clearly hit a baseball. He has one. I of understand the, that, know, but I'm saying there's there's more. He's a liability in left field. I don't think he's played 50 games in left field in his career yet. So to go and right. ask somebody to do that right. consistently on a major league level, on a playoff team, eventually that's going to come rearing rearing its ugly head. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as his holes in his in his uh, swing and in his how he his approaches at the plate, Andujar was a great hitter when he got at regular at bats. It's hard for a guy like he's him got the helicopter to, swing. I fucking love Andujar. I know, but he's got the helicopter swing. Um, so. But yeah, it's it's tough. He's like he doesn't really have a true position. The Yankees have the issue at DH. It's not like they could put him there. Mm -hmm. You know, Andujar unless he gets regular at bats, I don't I don't think he's going to cut it either. Okay, staying on the New York front, um, I do want to give my credit and and where credit is due. You get the news about Scherzer yesterday, and then all of a sudden the polar bear makes you forget about it, right? Polar bear plunge, have you, okay? He calls game, no doubter, crushes the shit. Great call by uh, the broadcast who literally <laughs> off the bat was like, and the Mets win, like without even saying hi, far gone. Bro, did you see the... The Cardinals broadcast of the same exact. He shut game. up. He was just like, "Oh, game over." <laughs> and the guy and Alonso like, had even hit first out. base yet, and he didn't say another fucking word. He didn't. That was it. Just totally disappointed. Which I love. I love that way. too. I relate because yes, because if you're mad about the team, what else are you going to say? Let the crowd dictate it. You know. Um, but I will say this, and, and again, today, this morning, I was already off to a uh, a fiery start, right? And it was pers not personal news, but like personal opinions about other things in life outside of sports. Now. I know. Shame, shame on me. Um, but now I segue over to the Mets. Now, they just won a game, a big game. Walk-off wins are always fun, right? I I posted yesterday when the Scherzer news came out. I said, you know, hug your hug your resident Mets fan, hug your buddies. These Mets fans that are that are that have been happy as to what has transpired with this team. You would think that after losing Scherzer, they're gonna be like, Oh my god, you know, like what now? What next? Right. There are too many Mets fans out there. And I'm talking to one. Rube is in the comments. Ibby, who hosts Till Mets to us part. When did you guys become so cocky? Right? And and I'm a Yankee fan. We're 28 and 10. I got nothing. I'm like, this is great. You know, there's people out there that complain. Scoop, you sent me a video of a guy named Steve calling in the, the ESPN yesterday complaining about Aaron Hicks to, to an extent. But it's like, hey, we're 28 and 10, right? So it's like, stop complaining. Stop bitching and whining. You're on pace to win like 120 games, right? So, but I'm looking at the Mets fans right now. And I'm like, all right. I, I texted my dad as soon as it happened. He said, unreal, right? He's disappointed. But guys like Rube and, and Ibby and, and the, these Mets fans, all of a sudden, they're like, they're acting as if Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom are are nothing yeah like they're just now, not but we got this and this guy will step up and this one will on take this side and that, i'm like wait a minute see look two things once they they sound a lot like yankee fans sounded the last 25 years so that's rube just came in right now and he's saying when steve Cohn came to town is when the mets now turned it around I'm, when they I'm, have ownership that actually i gives disagree a shit. i get that I, part. I disagree that everything is going to be okay for the mets right now i'm not saying it all is lost i i just you know you're losing 
Scherzer for two months and you have no idea when DeGrom is coming back. That's not okay. I don't care which way you slice it. That's not a good thing for this team. Correct. Now, in terms of the way they feel about things and they at least now, looking at what they've dealt with for their entire lives as Mets fans, they didn't have a regime that was in place that was going to go do anything about it. Like they would have at, at this point already waved the white flag. This Mets team, the move that they made with Cano is very indicative as to how they're approaching this season. Correct. Now, I'm not sure if they keep getting bad news on these top two starters, if they're going to still be in win now mode for this year, they might start gearing towards next year at some point this year. The but, problem, but right now it's too early to not be in win now mode. The Cano situation is one thing. The other thing is that they came out and they're talking like they would take on one of these big contracts with Jason Hayward to get a usable player from the Cubs. There's a bunch of those situations around the league with Seattle, which they did with Cano way back. This regime has proven that they're willing to, spend the money, exceed the luxury tax by tenfold. And while it's alarming for me as a Yankees fan to see Mets fans act this way, it's almost kind of, you know, poetic. I don't want, this is what happens. I don't want these Mets fans who have already gotten very excited about what they're doing and, and justifiably so. They're off to a great start. But don't act like this is nothing it's to not, lose your top nothing. two pitchers. Yes, there should be, there should be now you have a great manager. You do. You have a good ownership that's in that's place. Great. And to AJ's point, that they have some good young pieces in the rotation and their far farm system is pretty good. So there's I'm gonna find two silver linings here. Yeah, one but silver never, here's, one silver lining being that um their guys are going to get a little bit of rest, even though it's injured, they're still not going to be the 200 innings at that point in the season. They're not mm -hmm. going to be there. So that's a bonus. And the second thing is some of these guys, which you see this in other sports, you see it in football, you see it with the Yankees, even last year, how Nestor got his, his spot in the rotation guys start to fail. And then you bring in other guys and they, they carve out a nice role for themselves. So you might find some things out about some of the other guys that the Mets might need to count on down the stretch and they'll get some valuable uh, you know, real now, major league experience. Now, Rube's coming in saying they're not out for the year, right? But but what if? What if they're out for the year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying, and I'm not plaguing them, and I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm going to put the kibosh on it. I'm just saying, you've never in your past, as Mets fans, like, let's just take this back two, three years, right? Before DeGrom even got off to his start, there was Thor. It was Harvey Day. It was this. It was that. Haven't you guys learned your lesson to say, like, let's not get crazy yet. Let's enjoy the ride, right? Let's enjoy the ride and see if these kids can come make up the same. Don't tell me the kids are going to come yeah. in like, by the way, we got but, the pieces. But, Don't worry about it. Just judging by how I knew Rube was last year at this time with the, with a, in my opinion, worse Mets roster, even as it stands now, right, with Scherzer out. The Mets lineup is really good. So Rube has always been a cocky Mets fan. He's been he a cocky no, every fan, except no, for the Bears. He had no <laughs> reason to be so up until this point. And now you can't expect a guy like him to just pump the brakes on that. No, I understand happen. that. Like I said, I think my this point is, is being fun, missed. Though. This is fun. Oh, no, this is great. But I'm just, like, I think my point's being missed. All I'm saying is three, three to five years ago, if you guys lost your starting pitcher, you'd be like, here we go again. You know what I mean? Like, this this sucks. Let's see. Let's see if we can bounce back. Now it's a foregone conclusion, by the way, Gooch, according to th these guys, that the Mets will be fine. The Mets will be fine. We lost Scherzer. Fuck it. We don't need him. We, got, we lost DeGrom, started the season without DeGrom. We got, like we got fucking it's, McGill. It's, we got this guy. We got. I don't, when, I when don't, I don't know that the Mets are going to be fine, but for it does sound like there's a culture change. And that's, and that, what, that's mm. what they brought. And now if, if this is the case, then that's a good thing for Mets fans because – you always knew that the other shoe was going to drop eventually. And now there's this underlying feeling amongst Mets nation that it's not coming. And to me, I think that's what winning culture is. When you have a fan base that doesn't get behind you, the minute things go wrong to me, that's when you see the infighting. That's when you see the bad stories come out about their players. Look, Look, May, and and uh, well, I'm May. getting I'm getting attacked here. Like obviously Mets, uh, Anand coming in. Mets have offense now. Ibby's welcome to the show. What am I supposed to do? Just cry. I think they'll be fine. I'm not saying cry. I'm not saying complain. And then Steve Cohen, remember the difference is it's not the Will Ponds, it's Steve Cohen, it's AJ coming in. The difference is we actually have a good you lineup. This is coming we in. Totally. And that's what I, I, I'm, and I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy to start stirring the pot. Like, oh, I can't wait for the Mets fans to come at me after this. I just think, Y'all need to just pump the brakes a little bit. You've seen the falls from grace before, right? And I understand you got Steve Cohen. If they make a move right now, trade deadline is until fucking what? August, right? July 31st, yeah. whatever. And I've been wishy-washy on the Mets. If you make a move right now. And what I want them to do. If they make a move right now, 
I'll be like, you know what? This this owner ain't taking well, no shit. They're, they're definitely in the mix on Frankie Montes as a, as well as the Yankees, the White Sox. I, There's I a agree. couple of contenders. Every every good team is in the mix on Montes. No, but- no, no. See, again, like what is he expecting? Uh, are we supposed to be t- suicide notes over May? No. I'm just saying it's it's I don't know. I, I think you guys are just walking around like it doesn't matter. Fuck this. And it, oh, and God, me, we got this, me, we got that. Like I said, it makes it this more is, fun. I'm good with it. I've been saying like in the beginning of the year, I'd be like, oh, I'm rooting for the Mets. I hope they do well. And then yesterday I said, well, I kind of hope they fail. I'm back and forth on it because Listen, I get and that's another bouts thing. with these Mets fans that really kind of just get under my skin. But in the in a fun way, I'm not, you know, no disrespect. No, here's, here's the I'm difference. I'm not a Mets fan, and the Mets fans are, tepi- are tending to be a little bit annoying here's, on social media. Here's the difference. So Here's the difference, okay? I'm here to tell you that I pull for the Mets. Everybody knows that. If you don't know that by now, I'm not Gooch. I don't go back and forth. I want the Mets to do well. I just want you fans to just tread lightly. Just be careful. Be careful of this because I know how the fall feels. If that fall, if that fall happens and you guys all of a sudden drop 10 of 12 or some shit and the world collapses around you, I know how you guys are going to feel. So that's why I'm my, trying to say my, calm down. Here's what, I'm asking, here's what I'm asking from you Mets fans out there that are also Giants fans because everybody else is excluded because Dave is a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. So clip this video and that specific little rant that he went on right there. Uh-huh. And week five, right, when let's just say any random Dallas Cowboy player is like out for a month. Show him that and be like, bro. And you're going to be like, it's, we're going to be fine. No, and then but say, I've never done that. If somebody of significance gets hurt, I do, do go back and find out what I said. Because, look, we I have friends now that dig up old videos all <laughs> of a sudden. Dalton. But, right, right. Go back and find go back and find the well, video where, where Dak that's Prescott different. goes the, the down. Cowboys I'm like, already, you know what? The Cowboys were Andy already Dalton, one no, three like, or something at that point. So there was it was already like, oh, now it's really bad. Correct. So but I'm just bad. saying, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to put the Matahari on him, and that's Jewish for jinx, I think, <laughs> according to my opponent's mom. I've learned some language over the time. Uh, but, like, I, I'm not trying to put the the, the Knicks on the, uh, on the Mets season. I'm just telling you fans that while you're saying this is no big deal, I want you guys to take this a little bit more serious, <laughs> okay? Because it is a big deal. You lost your two aces before you can even get to the month of June. If that's not alarming to you, then and then you know what? I wish I was you. I wish I was you guys. I wish I can walk around it's and say, not time, we'll be it's not time fine. to no hit the deal. panic button for the Mets or the Mets fans, but it is it's time to now take a different type of approach to the way the next couple months are gonna go. You wanna just bridge the gap to get to get your guys back and we'll see where things end up in two months. Matt Ibanez says, I've been on the will of hell for a long time. I've been, I'm going to be confident and positive because I know they can make the moves and have a manager who won't let them go on a slide. Yes. And, and of course, Rube, this is your tweet yesterday. Not even worried. It's fine. Fine. Okay. Now, now I remember this. Clarify, it's May 20th. I want to ask Rube. Come one, at me in a month ask, and see what's up. I want to ask Rube one thing. I agree that the Mad Max news was optimistic in that he's not out for the year. That's the only optimistic thing. But you had made a comment yesterday on your Twitter, and it was said it's the same hamstring slash back injury that he was dealing with two weeks ago. Well, to me, I think that is alarming because if it was that injury and now two weeks later, he's still dealing with it and now it pushes it back. So now we're talking about a, you know, a, a 10 week injury, at least if that's the case. And it's something that he's already and, and, and we're trying to be optimistic. It got worse. We'll see. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> I, listen, I hope you guys win the division by 10 games. Trust me on that one. I hope you guys go to the World Series. I shout, do. Out, shout out to the Mets training staff for finally making a good decision in their entire lives. And that might have not pumping, been their decision. That might have been Max <laughs> saying, no, no, like, no, I'm no. out. No, no, no. Pumping the brakes on the Chris Paddock trade because they were a deal oh, was in place and he failed his physical and they they nixed it. If they didn't nix that, then they would have another star that they gave up valuable pieces Oof. for, and there might not even be a Bassett in town. I don't know which ha- how that went down. And Palm, as long as Harvey isn't first. supplying the, the the play to get healthy soon pills, they'll be okay. That's not not wrong. All right, moving on to a topic. Yesterday we and talked. Fair to, point, Rube. I heard you. We got you. I, I always look back and see what people say here. Um, yesterday we talked about Nick Saban, right? And he came out getting bitchy and whiny about um, Jim uh, Texas A and M in particular, um, talking about NIL deals, the Deion Sanders and all those guys, right, over at Jackson State. Blah blah blah. Right. So here's the follow up. My man Jimbo, <laughs> Jimbo Fisher, claps back. He came out there, and I'm not going to read all of his quotes. One of them that really came out and stood out to me and says, I don't cheat and I don't lie. And he refers to doing that as a kid and having his father slap him upside the head if you ever did that. If you ever cheat, you ever lie, bang. You get sh- he goes, maybe Saban needs to be slapped. <laughs> that I love. That I love. Because he's right. One, Nick Saban definitely needs to get slapped. 
But two, like you, you can't if, if you don't have any facts, you can't come out there and just blatantly call out Jimbo Fisher in the Texas A&M program. College football in general. And I'm not talking about just the NIL stuff. This has been corrupt forever. You know, like Nick Saban, he said, he even said that he's like, you want me to pull up Saban's track record of what they've done? You said it yesterday. Derrick Henry was driving around and fucking in a Porsche or whatever the hell it was like this kind of shit happens. And it's been happening for the entire length of time in college sports. Right. There's always a corrupt son of a bitch. And Nick Saban, I don't care how look recruiting is one thing. Going to somebody's house, like, for instance, I don't know. You've seen the blind side, right, at least? Yeah. Okay. So the coaches that go the coaches go into the house, they talk to the parents, they talk to the player. That's recruiting one-on-one. Like, oh, you'll be great here. Imagine doing this. Imagine doing that. Trying to woo you in. So if you think Nick Saban, for one split second, never went into a house with a bag full of cash, you're out of your fucking skull, okay? Because that's actually happened. No doubt about it in my up, mind. I want to pull up something about this that Jay Billis said yesterday that I thought was very intriguing. Please. And, um, yeah, here we go. And all, all I'm right. saying is, I got it. October 8th, 2022, must-see television. <laughs> they play each other, but go ahead. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, too. But Jay Billis came out and said, this is in regards to the Nick Saban comments. Wait, we were told that player compensation would mean all of the best players would go to the Alabamas and Clemsons. <laughs> so you mean that was a lie and competition spreads talent around more? That's how market works or that's how the markets work. So great point by Jay Billis, who I'm not really a big fan of because he's a Duke guy. But spot on here, Nick Saban, you've been you've been doing things a different way. I wouldn't say different. A lot of these teams have been doing it the same way. But Nick Saban, I don't know if he's got the most squeaky clean track record. And Texas A&M, mm -hmm. you could say that they're paying guys or this or that, but they're operating under the guide, the guise of the guys is the wrong word. They're they're doing things that are allowed to be done with the new ruling as of last July. So yeah. they're not doing anything illegal. Deion Sanders didn't pay a million dollars to anybody. And his son came out and said, I don't even make a million dollars. The kid, the kid came out and said, yo, if, if I got paid a million dollars and how come my mom stays in a three bedroom house with five kids still a million dollars is, is going to definitely get you out of that situation. Um, also, Dion came out and said something like Nick Saban wanted to get on a phone call with Dion and have a public apology. And Dion Sanders said, whoa, 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 you didn't say this on a private phone call conversation with somebody. Yeah, you went out you and said bluntly, this in public. Yeah. So now this whole thing is going to be done in the public. Like, so if you want to talk, we're going to do this through the media, just like you did. Right. So yeah, you don't I get respect to, you don't get to uh, do a, a moonwalk, you know, past, you know, and be like, I, I didn't say that. Let's, let's talk about this. Like men. And no, no, you already went and, and you Saban, shot your shot. Saban did walk back on his comments already. You know? Of course he did. He's getting assaulted. He said, he said, cause he doesn't want his history dug up. It was a, like, it was a know? backhanded apology because he said he shouldn't have called out anyone specifically because it's an issue that's running rampant in college sports. Let's just act like no Alabama players have an NIL deal. Let's just act like that. Okay. Because it's bullshit. They right. all do. So here's the thing. I'm waiting for the first, like, the big, like, domino to drop on, on Nick Saban. When I say that, give me one, one Alabama player to come out in Nick Saban's tenure and say, well, just so you know, I got this, this, and this. You know what I mean? And I know it's hard because they'll tarnish their own legacy by doing so. But no, that, yeah, I think so. If, if Amari Cooper came out and said, like, Coach Saban gave me this is not 1990. A Corvette. I, I think the court of public opinion is all on the same page now that the college players should be getting what they want. And if you don't think that, <laughs> it's like you have, you're stuck in this archaic thing where you grew up watching college football a certain way, and that was always the wrong way. That it was always wrong. All about it's all about competition, and these kids are doing it for the pride. Bullshit. That's all bullshit, and it should have been bullshit, and now it's about what it sh always should be, money, because it's always been about money from the gate. What's the uh, what's the spread <laughs> of this game, October 8th? 16 and a half. So all this must see Slamming TV. it on A&M. The, the books <laughs> think that uh, Alabama is going to roll in this one, no pun intended, but, you know, 16 and a half points in a rivalry game, that's definitely going to be the most talked about matchup leading into college football season. This has a chance, with this going down the way it is, if for whatever reason the game gets chippy, something happens or somebody rolls somebody out of town, right? This has the legs to become a new college football rivalry. I mean, it already based kinda, off the, it already Yeah, but I'm is. talking about like mainstream, like your Ohio State, Michigan type shit. You know what I mean? Like if this goes, let it go, you know? Oh, boy. So I'm wondering if uh, Jim, Jimbo, is uh, talking to anybody about running out of money in retirement, Gooch. I, I wonder if that's the case. Because if so, if so, okay. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have to pay for long-term health care as well. 
So I will say to them, stop worrying and start planning. That's right. A comprehensive retirement plan gives you security and greater control over your money. Michael Fusco, my guy, he can help you. He's the president of the Fusco Insurance Agency. He'll help you. Uh, he'll work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry a little less now. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. One more time, that's 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all U.S. continental 50 states. So that's our boy, Michael Fusco. And again, thank you to Mike for uh, contributing to the party that's going down. We really appreciate it, bro. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. yes. Thank you, Mike. Now, boys, you all know what time it is. It is swamp ass season. Small and time. Guess what else it is? Father's Day is around the corner. So we know that all your dads out there haven't seen their disgusting underbelly of man yeah. in about 45 years because we know that this is like a new thing here. The manscaped and the whole sleek look. So Help your parents out. Help your dad out. And when I say parents, I think you know where I'm going with this. No, one, no, 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 no. Picture for everybody. <laughs> so head on over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Chop Sports, and you get 20% off your entire order, and it's free shipping worldwide. They got a ton of stuff over at Manscaped, starting off with the ultra smooth package, and then you couple that with the lawnmower 4.0 400K LED light. I mind. I uh, mind yeah. you of that every yes. single every single show. So. What you do is you take that buzzer and you get real down low. You trim it down low. It, reduce, it reduces the risk of nicks and cuts. Then you take out that stumpy little crop shaver 2.0. You, you apply the crop gel and you just go to work down there. And mom and dad will be happy come Father's Day. Use the promo code JobSports. Head on over to manscaped.com. Did you actually? Oh, all right. No, so it's not. We're not doing the. No, the that was, that okay, was that was just improv. improv. That was improv. That was improv. Bro. I like it. I like it improv. a lot. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. Bro, Good stuff, dog. Uh, Sauce Network is the NWO, and um, that's coming in from Scoop. Guys are going nuts each, uh, on each other right now. Speaking of nuts, manscaped.com, 20% off job sports is the code. All right. So last night, we also had a little bit more. We talked about Jimbo Fisher clapping back, and it looks like the Boston Celtics did that too. As we mentioned earlier, uh, won a lot of money last night. Uh, we all did, if you tailed the sauce. 127-102, the Celtics stars shine in game two. Uh, Tatum with 27. Bro, Smart and Brown, both with 24. Williams with 19 off the bench. Those boys all balled out. And you said stars. Like, let's not just call Tatum the guy. This was a collective effort from Jump Street, and they were hitting every shot. At one point, there were 10 for 12 from three-point range. Like, it was an all-out assault from basically the first quarter, middle of the first quarter on. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Butler, 29. Didn't disappear, but again, you can only do so much. So, Ryan, I did not win any money, but I also did not lose any money. So, don't worry about me on this end. And typically, <laughs> even if I make a pick on the show... I am not a handicapper the way Kyle is and the sauce over at the sauce network. So even when I make my picks, a lot of times I do win money and I fade myself because Kyle is the guy. So we all go to Kyle for our betting knowledge. And while I do think that I know more than Kyle about everything, <laughs> this is one thing that I do not know more than him about. And that's handicapping basketball games and, and riding the trends and things like that. So I'm not sitting here and saying that I'm the guy when it comes to picking games. But when I draft this top 10, you know goddamn oh, well I'm going to be right about go. every single one of them. Anyway, uh, so this game, again, the series tied now, one game apiece. Uh, like I said, Butler didn't disappear. It's just, you know, when you have a collective effort like Boston had last night, and to do this in Miami and steal one on the road, um, you know, that's a big deal. And, and I was curious to know, we were here yesterday. I think the spread was like four and a half when we were here. And then I got them at like one, like plus one. Yeah, so because like, at that point, there was – two Celtics players that were up in the air and whether they were going to play or not. Okay. And 
I don't know if they, I saw this stat right, but I'm not sure how long these four guys have been playing together. I think Horford was gone and then came back maybe. Uh-huh. But this four particular, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they've only got like six losses combined ever when, when they all play. Something they play crazy like that. Fantastic Their numbers together are really night. good. That's alarming for the Heat and all you Jimmy Butler dick riders out there, <laughs> even though I am one of them, which is not today. Jesus Christ almighty God. Well, in any event, uh, wow. I mean, look at my laptop just doing its laptop thing. Hopefully we're good on the other end over there. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> so, this is what happens when you put you put in 720 fucking P instead of HD just because you're yeah, tired of the playback. Ask, how's it look out there, guys? I, I mean, got, it I looks like answer. to me right God now, it looks like it. shit, but like, this could be uh, borderline alarming. Um, but whatever. I no, mean, just alarming. Yeah, just oh, just alarming. Right. We're coming back ever so slowly. So this game wasn't really much of a game. Jimmy Butler, you, you know, he didn't not show up, but the entire Miami Heat team didn't show up. So Butler did finish with 29 points. He didn't shoot terribly. You know, he was a little above 50 percent mm-hmm. shooting from the field. Mm-hmm. So I can't sit here and, and piggyback off of like a terrible performance <laughs> by Butler to, to help make my point. But, you know. We, we expected this series to be a good one. I, I think it'll go six or seven games. Yeah, which I'm called. Ryan came in and said, you guys look like uh, Roblox characters. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, my God. Uh, graphics on point, though. So, yeah, it was a, it was a camera thing. Um, but in any event, so this game happens. Game uh, was it game three is tomorrow. I'm assuming it's just an every other day schedule, right? There's no uh, I would imagine they got to go to Boston now, which that place is going to be electric. Shout out to Portnoy, by the way. I saw a picture of him sitting courtside, right, with his Celtics jersey on. I decided to, like, zoom in on his sneakers. Dude, guy's wearing, like, dad New Balances that are, like, grass-stained up. All the money in the world. So when just... you have all the money in the world, it doesn't matter what you do. So he's not trying to show out. He's just yeah. like... And I'm sure that they were, like, placed there by the designer. Like, the grass stains were there. You know, everything was <laughs> probably cost a grand. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, tonight, by the way, we do have some more NBA playoffs going down as the Golden State Warriors, producer Gooch, Golden Uh, State Warriors uh, are now six-point favorites at home at the Oracle. Goes down tonight, 9 o'clock. Just just play the game at 8, man. (laughs) Just play the game at 8. Be done by 1030. I can go to sleep. These 9 o'clock starts, 930. I know. It is Friday night. You're right. You're right. You You know, when you're right, you're right. Um, but minus six, uh, Davey's sitting there with $9,000 floor. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like crazy to me. They're like, I'm, I'm just curious. Like when you got that much money, is it just like, I'm going to wear the most cheap shit in the world. And then guys like Dave Sturchio are going to go on the air and Did talk you see shit. the post that they made yesterday about who he was deciding to take to the game. Who was that girl? Did you see her? I have no idea. That was probably his wife or his fiance, but I didn't know he was married. talking and he was talking prior to it was like i guess they were in an office and he was gonna get on his private jet and fly to miami so he was talking amongst the guys and there was one of the barstool reps i don't know one of their content guys and he was talking he's like oh you know i want to go but you know and dave was like well why would i take you and he's like my my other friend's fat but at least he likes sports i'm not taking you you're too fat or something like that and he's like well thanks for considering cancel culture coming out well thanks for considering me he was like what are you thanking me for He's like, well, for considering me. He's like, well, I, I didn't. I never considered you. So why are you thank? Don't thank me. What are you talking about? I didn't hilarious. never once contemplated bringing you. Uh, anyway, so this game goes down tonight. I honestly, I, like, it's it's simple. The keys to victory for the Mavericks, Luka, God mode, nothing less. You know, you like, he's had to carry this team on his back throughout the entire playoffs, and now you're into game two where all signs point to, you know, the Warriors taking Golden a 2 Golden State league. has six top ten players on their team. Oh, here we go. You want to so go there? No already? shot. You and Luke is one go of there top six, uh, top seven. So I guess it's you know like you can only preview this game for so long. It goes down tonight. If you want to head over to the Sauce Network later, he'll make his pick. I will be riding with his pick. So hopefully we win some more money. We could double down on last night. Uh, I will admit that I was uh, a little bit scared on the he's upped it to one point five units for his uh, for his playoff picks. <laughs> so I was like timid. I was like, should I, I don't know if I should. I, am I going to be able to live without this fifteen dollars? <laughs> I don't know. So um, anyway, so take your foot off the brakes, Dave. I will. I have to. Let's let's go let's ahead. Fucking rage and make it. some money, baby. Let's go. All right. Now is the time for everybody to totally. To- oh, he's saying Luca all caps. I listen. I'm with that. Again, I'm rooting for the Mavs. So now, Christopher Gucci, you have 
stirred the pot, have you, have. yesterday uh, with your with your assessment on one Jimmy James Butler, okay? And saying that he's not a top 10 player in the NBA right now. Preface, he's redrafting. I mean, you can go over your rules. Like, this is like, yeah, people are going to yeah. look at this list and say, hold on, well, I made, hold on. I made two kind of lists because this is a very, very difficult conversation to have based on the criteria <laughs> that everybody's trying to, throw my way so i'm gonna i came up with kind of two criterias here one being that and this is part of the point that i was trying to articulate to kyle yesterday but since i was being ganged up on i felt very uncomfortable mind you but no kyle when i said something about the public like the public would even agree with me what i was really trying to say is what like, a real man to forget see. about the Sorry. forget about the fan public i'm talking about let's let's look at the nba execs if you took 30 nba execs and you put them in a redraft situation they're not taking jimmy butler in the top 10. And you can make your case about how defense is. Yeah, guess what? The NBA execs typically don't care about defense when they're drafting Scoring, NBA scoring, scoring. They're looking for role players to play defense. Stars, not so much. And that's just the way it has been for a really long time in the league. Now, all that said, I'm going to make my picks here. List number one is this is a redraft. We will go to the comments after he's done go doing his comments. list because we so, don't want to be distracted. So redraft, and this is a redraft, NBA redraft, and – I'm seeing all these rules about like, well, injury and clutchness, like that's factored into everything. Correct. Obviously that's what, sure. that's what you do. But now there's two things that we have to separate here. If it's a redraft and we're basing it on age that eliminates a lot of guys. I hate to bring this to your attention, but that probably also eliminates a Jimmy Butler from anywhere near the top 10, 15. That's just saying that. So I'm going to go through that first. And then when we want to start bringing in the vets and the guys that might be coming off of an injury, that might not be that real Dame And, um, another guy with an injury like Kawhi, we could start having real conversations. But as of the youth factor, as of now... So you are redrafting. Okay. This is off the top of my head. This isn't like... Um, not off the top of my head, but this is just not in any specific order. Steph... or No, I will go in order. Giannis 1, Luka 2. That was quick. Tatum 3, <laughs> right? Giannis, Luka, Tatum 3. And then I'm going Joker 4. Embiid five, and now we start having a real conversation. Guess who's not in that conversation? Jimmy Butler, right? At this point now, we want to start factoring in like youth is, these are like the best top guys under 25. Then we talk about Devin Booker. He's like, he's 24 years old. It's hard to take a guy that's in his mid-30s or, or 32. What is Butler, 32? Mm -hmm. Hard to take Jimmy Butler over a guy that's eight years younger than him and has had playoff success, right? Then we're talking about Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Carl Anthony Towns. And now everybody wants to talk shit about John Morant, but last week there wasn't a single person outside of Kyle Kerms that would have said, I'll take Jimmy Butler over John Morant. Not a single fucking one of you would have done that until we pointed out that stat that nobody knew about until Kyle wrote it in the fucking comments. Am I wrong about this? No. Dave would have taken him. <laughs> you would have taken him. Kyle's Correct. the only one. I would. All right, so I don't know how many people I named. So one, two, right, three, so four, five, six, seven. That's 10. We got John Morant. We got, I'll even take ball. Okay. Over him. So we got to take Brandon Ingram. We got to take Jalen. Right, so, right, so we got to flip this on its ear because we're not redrafting anymore. Now you're telling me who okay. the top 10 players in the so NBA now the top are. 10 players in going the into NBA. next year, going into next 2023. year. 2023. So, so basically, <laughs> Ryan, start the list over. He right. is right now. Here so basically, um, because I the, have the mine first too, by seven the guys that I'll name right here, Steph, Giannis, Luca, Tatum, Booker, uh, Jokic, Embiid. That's seven, right? Mm -hmm. You Ryan is saying that he puts Jimmy Butler at seven. Make the case to put Jimmy Butler above any of those guys. You can't. You just simply can't. I'm sorry, you can't. You could maybe argue the Booker thing. Maybe argue it, possibly, but I'm not. I'm, I'm here to say Booker over Butler. And I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. Then, after that, since we're talking about, that's all the guys that I would say are guaranteed. Now, you're telling me that Jimmy Butler is a better player this season? And LeBron James? Crickets, crickets. I don't know. I'm, I'm Are we waiting. fucking kidding me here? If you took Jimmy Butler and you put him on the Lakers, they're the same team. You put LeBron James on the Heat, they're probably also the same team, but probably better and like more of a guarantee that they're going to go to the NBA Finals. Right? LeBron Ooh. has missed the NBA playoffs how many times in his career? We're talking about consistency. How many times? Last one. two. Two. One. If that, two. Okay. Right? Then we got KD. And we got Dame, we got Kawhi Leonard, we got Kyrie, we got Jimmy Butler then comes in at like 19. Jesus Christ. 
I'm going to show uh, my list uh, for casual Dave list. Like I'm a Knicks fan at heart. Love my Knicks. Not as versed in the NBA as Kyle or, or, or even Gooch for that matter. One to this is based off of me watching the game with what you want to go nuts right now. What's well, he's saying something about LeBron James and not not playing good defensively this year, and they're 30th in the NBA in interior defensive efficiency. So, and and Ryan coming in saying we're talking about going into next year, not what they did three years ago. Okay, so going into next year, what how old is is Jimmy Butler going to be next year, and what are we talking about three years ago? Here we go. Number one for for casual Dave. KD stepped K- on the line last year. Giannis is the best player in the world. That's what I think. He's number one, right? Then two, when healthy, going into next year, which you would assume all health is considered, Kevin Durant is probably the number two player in the league. And this is just me. I'm just a guy watching from the outside who's also a big time hater on this this like group of NBA style play. I'm a '90s dude, right? So like I I look at this list and I'm just like these guys are still. Yeah, those, those Jimmy dudes. Butler is the same age as Steph, and Steph Curry has multiple first-team All-NBA teams, multiple championships. Stop. Number three. It's not a debate. Luka, right? Number four, the Joker. Guys won back-to-back MVPs. He believe, you, belongs in the top five. Number five, and I don't like this guy at all, LeBron James. Going into next year, LeBron James is still going to be a top five player in the league. And you just, you can't, there's not much to debate anymore. LeBron still is LeBron. And just because he's surrounded by a bunch of fake uh, super teams, I can't, LeBron's still great. It's he's crazy. still great. I don't, it's just still crazy to me that people are, are acting like any one of them had Jimmy Butler. Number six, <laughs> Joel Embiid. Beast, right? Absolute beast. Number seven on my list, Steph Curry. And you know there's no bigger hater than Steph Curry than me. I'll put him in this number seven all-world player right now. Number eight, Dame Dollar. I, I, Damian Lillard is my guy. I, I love Dame, right? Number nine, Tatum. And number 10, Jimmy Butler. I just, for argument's sake, I just put him there. There's other guys. There's but, there's, but Kawhi, there's see, Kawhi Leonard, there's John Moran, there's Booker, there's Mitchell. You're starting to see my point, and, and everybody's saying, we're not talking about this. It's like, well, then that's your fucking list. But my list is like, it's hard to kind of dictate what the criteria is. Are we talking, you have to, are we talking all defensive lists? Then I'll change my list. But if we're talking all around and how NBA execs would view players going into next year, a 32, 33-year-old Jimmy Butler isn't there. James Rubes, uh, and, and that's disrespecting uh, uh, of, of AD. Look, I'm only disrespecting AD, and I have AD's name right here, but I'm just, like, pumping my brakes because of these comments section. It has such crazy recency bias, and AD can't stay healthy, and that's, like, every year. So I leave him off because of that, but we're talking about the efficiency of the Lakers' interior defense. What the fuck does that have to do with LeBron? AD hasn't been there, and when he does, he doesn't stay inside. He plays the outside like a fucking guard. So... We can't sit here and talk about LeBron's defense, defensive inefficiency after 20 years of being one of the top defenders in the league. Come on. Come on. It's, and we all know this about the NBA. Individual defensive effort only goes so far, right? You, you tire yourself out. You have to play good team defense, and the Lakers didn't do that. Uh, looks like there's uh, – give me the info to call in. Ryan wants in on this nonsense. All right, hold on, Ryan. I'll get you – you'll get your clout right now, dude. Hold on one second. As Remember, we don't have the producer right now, so things take a little longer. Uh, command V, and then we're going to hit return, and there is your number to call, 1-800-SHOP-SPORTS. Now, just click that link, and you're more than welcome to come on in and debate because that's what we do here. It's interactive. So so this list has obviously gone off the rails, and people just don't quick, agree with anything. LeBron anyone. hasn't been a top defender since, like, 2013. Kyle, you're very big on, like, individual defensive statistics and, like, his play. But what about the, the LeBron's? teams like how is his teams that he's played for how is their defensive been typically i think that the lebron led teams have he's always saying been that you're using accomplishments from years ago to justify your list right now is what you're doing is he wrong but my point being is that if we're talking about a redraft right a redraft and we're only going into next year i don't give a fuck some of that stuff does matter to me like what they've done in the league Jimmy Butler is doing really well now, but if he was eliminated in the last series or if he gets eliminated by the Celtics, then what has he done? How many titles does he have? Mm-hmm. How many All-NBA first teams does he have? How many All-NBA second teams does he have? We have a caller. We have a caller. I'm curious okay. about those. Ryan, what's up, my buddy? Hey, hey what's all up? All the way out there in Cali. All right, so Assault Gooch. <laughs> all right, look. Go ahead. <laughs> Every year... Jimmy Butler has has consistently gotten better in the playoffs starting with three years ago. You're naming some guys that have spectacular regular seasons, but don't even make it to the playoffs or 
play at a lower level in the playoffs. And now I'm not saying Jimmy Butler is better than Embiid, but if Embiid can't stay healthy and he's out two or three games a series and he's not giving you 30 to 40 points because he didn't, Joker is giving you 30 to 40. Giannis was giving you 30 to 40. Jimmy Butler's giving you 30 to 40. Tatum's giving you 30 to 40. And Big didn't surpass what 25 points one game, and you're supposed to be the leader of that team. How do you how how are you looking at this criteria? Well, I would say that Embiid has a bad situation with James Harden there. So the way I'm looking at the criteria is this: like you want to say who's who's the best playoff player? Are we drafting just for the postseason? Or are we drafting like guys to start your franchise around? Because I would va- wager to say that Embiid is a is a guy that every single NBA exec across the board is going to take over Jimmy Butler in any format that you want to describe. Period. The end. So that's my criteria. And yes, I agree. Embiid is around the fifth player, but Jimmy Butler isn't outside the top 10. What has Damian Lillard done recently? What has Booker done recently? Booker has a stacked team and led the Suns to a loss in the finals. Jimmy Butler is really over there alone. He doesn't have other caliber players like a lot of these other guys do. When he needs to give you 40, he gives you 40. When he needs to play defense and steal the ball and go on runs, that's what he does. Like He doesn't give you this 30 points a game in the regular season because they play team ball. But when he gets in the playoffs, he puts the whole team on his back. And so, that's so, what I'm looking at. So where, where do you rank a guy like uh, Chauncey Billups all time then, who I believe is not in the Hall of Fame? Would you ever have put him in the top 10 in his in his any year he played? Because that's a very similar situation where you don't even have one guy on the All-75 NBA team that won that championship. Only team in history that doesn't have a guy on the All-75 NBA team no, because Chauncey, so it's, it's not necessarily about Jimmy 40. Butler, which I agree he's the catalyst, but you can't say that that Miami Heat team isn't really, really good. They've been there with or without Jimmy Butler. They were making runs deep into the postseason. Their coach is really good. They're always an overachieving team, and they always play well in the postseason. A lot of that I could attribute to Butler, and here's the thing. I don't want to misconstrue this as, like, bro, if I had to pick – my favorite team in the NBA over the last 20 years, which I don't have one, but my favorite player of all time was Alonzo Mourning. So you could understand my favorite coach of all time is Pat Riley. I love Eric Spolster, my favorite coach. Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players in the league. I'm just trying to say that at the age that he's at, and I'm really calling out the recency bias here more so than anything, because one week ago today, nobody was talking about Jimmy Butler, better player than John Morant. Not one. I was, I was John Morant. What? They're 24 and six without John Morant. Like, how good is he really? Technically, they're actually better without John Morant. He doesn't play defense. I, I get that. I get all that. I get all that. It's, but Kyle, t- it's Kyle Kerms. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, underst- Kyle I understand right all that. But that even lends more to the point of like why, in terms of team success, it's like they're better without John Morant. Like, John Morant's clearly a top 15 player in the NBA right now. Top 15, so they're better yes, without a top 15. Than Butler. But um, they can't win a title without John Morant, right? They can't do that. Jimmy Butler has never taken his team to win a title yet. So when he does, then we start anointing him. Regardless, because look what John Morant does in crunch time. He's so inconsistent. You got one game where he turns the ball over and forces shots and jacks it up. And then the team is like, yo, you need to chill. You need to get involved more. Josh snaps back into reality. Plays a little oh, more so, so, the NBA, so he's basically a player in the NBA because, like, that's how most of these guys are nowadays. And, like, when we're sitting here, we're splitting hairs when we're talking about who's better, the seventh or the eighth best guy. Look, in, in, we're, we're, we're having this for debate's sake, but I just don't want to get any twisted by anybody that I'm the, some fan that doesn't like Jimmy Butler or, like, Kyle will say that I don't like defense. And, Kyle, stop with the false. I've been saying that I actually gave you the credit and said outside of Kyle Kerms, Nobody picked uh, Jimmy Butler over Kyle John Moran. By the way, nobody. Ryan, I, and I, I guess Ryan. Now. I, Ryan, I got to know. Uh, are we just working off steps at this point? Because I've seen the same set of stairs like a bunch of times. You're pacing back and forth. Yeah, no, I'm pacing in the living room. Let me give you yeah. guys. How do I flip this around? <laughs> no, it's all good, Rob. I'm just saying. Are you going to have to leave? No, it's all good. <laughs> we appreciate you watching every yeah, day. Dude, and I appreciate awesome. I, uh, you know, coming on and losing the debates. There, there, you didn't well, lose, well, he's well, back. I don't he's think, back. He didn't lose any the, debates the yet. Public, I don't think the public agrees with my side. They think Ryan slayed me in this debate. But I'll stand on this one. All right. Well, and Ryan, you've come on to Grant the Chop Sports right, Daily. So and you look, the beast. <laughs> what, look at – um. Look at who who has the best stats right now, personal stats in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler edging Luka. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. up for debate. I guess what you got—you got Giannis was the first player in fucking NBA history to have 200, 150 in a seven-game series. That's two hundred points, hundred rebounds, and fifty right. assists, which is absurd. Only player ever to do that, and he lost. So we can't well, really go by only stats. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you calling in, bro. We appreciate the debate. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends about us. Tell her to share the stream. Do all that good shit. We appreciate you, bro. Awesome, man. Y'all be safe. All right, thanks, bud. Also. You can't make that argument, and I am a Miami Heat guy, but you can't make the argument that any team that hasn't had a title in the last three years is the best at anything over the last three years. If they win a title this year, I'll agree with you 100%. Now, does that change anything to you? Like, let's just say, for argument's sake, right, you have Butler outside the top 10, right? Let's just say from games three on, Butler just absolutely destroys it, leads the Miami Heat, goes to the finals, wins the championship. Does that change your tone? Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But like, uh, is it, it changing to. your tone now that he has it 29 has points last night? It has loses. To. It has to change because that's like the end all be all. We have to set some type of, you know, bar here mm. where it's like when Brady, you try and the, I was a Brady denier for a long time until he just keeps on winning. And like when you, when you have the title, but right now there's this age old argument that I could just point and be like, well, he doesn't have, a, he hasn't won anything. You know, and that's that's typically what you could end it all with. I'm not with going me, that route. I'm all for results. I, I'm with you on that one. If if you're the best three point shooter of all time, which Steph Curry is, if you don't win titles, I don't give a shit, Kyle. I and don't I'm comparing care. him to Steph, but look, Steph Curry's team have had an insane amount of money tied up to the injured reserve for the last three years. So, if you took Clay's contract away and you took all this, all the money that he would have been able to spend on a on a nice player to replace one of the guys that's been out, then you wouldn't be saying the same thing about Steph. He, you're acting like Steph is terrible and he's not better than Jimmy Butler. So everybody knows he is. Jim, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie, James Rube coming in. My list will not be debated. Ready? Giannis, Joker, Tatum, Embiid, Durant, Luca, AD, LeBron, Curry, and Kyrie. So my, 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 and Rube's Get list isn't too far off. If I'm being honest, like well, I don't me see, never to shoot in 720p, by the way, but do you know, <laughs> you also know, you know, who's not on Rube's list. So me and Rube are in lockstep there. So appreciate you, buddy. So Rube is backing up the fact that Jimmy Butler is not a top 10 player. In the He's league. not. Okay. Well, that's why we do this folks. That's why we chop it up every day at 11 o'clock right here on this YouTube channel. So if you're new to the program, do yourself a favor, subscribe, like the video. We do appreciate all the likes. Uh, we get too many views and not enough likes. So uh, Ashley's actually in the house right now. Otherwise, she'd be crushing your comments right now, telling you to like the video. So I'm telling you that. Listen to the sound of my voice. Like the video. Um, but anyway, yeah. What's your list real quick? So wait, somebody's asking for another list, and I'm sure it's not yours, um, Not uh, which is not what we're talking about. You're trying to change the debate. Who has a better career? Look. I can't, first that's of all, why I can't that, put Kyrie in this list. But that's why. That's why this is a, really one of those things where it's like your your criteria is one thing, and then the minute something I say doesn't line up with your list, you could find a reason to bash it. It's hard to have these conversations without something that's concrete. If we're like eliminating three years ago success and it's just going forward, then I don't care what they're doing right now. If it's going forward, then I don't care what Jimmy Butler did on Monday night. I simply don't. It's about what's going to be going on from that next season on. Omar V coming and says, Giannis, KD, Braun, the rest can literally be put in any order. He thinks there's a fall off. So that that's also a good debate. Like when you have elite, 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 and then there's really, really good players. Like there is a fall off. And I think Giannis for, again, to me, my dollar, that goes on Giannis to be the best player in the world. Give me Giannis any day of the week, every day, twice on Sunday, you know, but Again, I'm not the NBA expert. A lot of guys chiming in on this. Uh, be sure to check us out each and every day during the week to do things like this. We can debate with you guys, bring you guys on, talk shit, chop it up, and all that. I got stuff. a couple little tidbits that I wanted to bring up yesterday. There is baseball, a little bit of baseball news. Um, Carlos Correa, who was activated recently off the injured list and sent Royce Lewis back down to AAA. He's their top prospect. That's in fantasy news. But in real baseball news, Carlos Correa, there's news coming out and there's rumblings that he is already going to, he plans to exercise his opt-out after one year. So there will be Carlos Correa sweepstakes back next season. Hopefully the Yankees just <laughs> pump the brakes and we got our Wait, guy. So after one year, not even one year, like we're in June and he's already talking well, about leaving? That's... 
that's why they set the contract up this way. Maybe he made the wrong decision. No, <laughs> maybe. or or maybe what, you want to test maybe Minnesota? maybe or it's really maybe, nice. <laughs> maybe what it was was it was affected by the the work stoppage, and he was like, you know what, I'm not going to play this game. I'm going to go in there, test it out. They're offering me a decent amount of money, so I'm going to get paid for year one, right? As long as there's not some catastrophic injury where he he fucks himself big time in a long term payday, then he set himself up to revisit free agency if he wants to after this year. But if he did get hurt. Then he could just re, you know, opt in and just stick around and get paid still. So player options. It was a very a bitch, smart decision by him and his agent because he's not going to be a worse prized possession or free agent after this season. You think Yankees are players happen. in this next year? No, <laughs> I don't. I hope not. I don't like Correa. I like Waffle, um, but I also wanted to touch on another thing because Albert Pujols is now the top ten hitter in all time hitter in Major League Baseball history. On the, he had the top ten, and when I say that Pujols was arguably the best right handed hitter of all time, here we go. Um, <laughs> this now puts credence to that statement. All right, wrong decision. You just wanted money, and the Astros knew they had Pena, and we're not going to pay him. Twins call them up in the middle of the night. That's what Toast thinks, as far as the Correa deal is concerned. Yeah, you got. I wonder. Million. I wonder if. Got 30 million. I understand that, but I wonder if, and I don't know if this has been reported or not, were the Yankees ever in on the, no, the Correa? No, that's been reported. The Yankees weren't in on any of them. None of them. None of the big time free agents this year. Those sons of bitches. And now all what do we get for this? What do we get for not signing Carlos Correa? We get a 28 and 10 start. How about that? All right. So see, look, not all off seasons need notes, to be glor- like glamour. Notes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You know what? We do have more notes because I didn't talk about it. I was supposed to carve out a little segment, but you know, there was a lot with this uh, top 15 starting next Friday. We're going to do a little bit of a, a fight factory update ah, yes. on what's going on in the mainstream MMA, because as you guys well know, or, or you don't, you will know. Now we used to have the fight factory. It was like a cross pod slash YouTube show where we talked MMA and pro wrestling. It's becoming a lot. And the crossover is kind of just not striking the algorithm. Right. So Rob and our boy, Tommy are taking the reins fully on the wrestling aspect. And they're kind of, do that their own thing with that show but we are going to start talking mma on fridays we're going to limit it to fridays right before the fights and then a little bit on mondays if there's a good pay-per-view so look forward to that more a little more fight news on this show in the future good stuff good stuff also uh speaking of top 10 editors jazz chisholm bro four triples what an exciting player four triples what an exciting player that guy is speaking of uh bums that are overrated <laughs> trevor story hits three home runs yesterday who gives a shit because boston is just waving bye-bye uh to the mlb season real quick and i don't want to hear like oh they'll catch fire they suck no, whatever i'm all i'm over were, it i'm pretty sure boston was in a very similar spot last season at this time yeah but i'm not worried about it um fight factory baby coming in for rob yeah so that that that's going to be its own entity those guys are going to kill it they already started the facebook group so if you guys are pro wrestling fans go check out the fight factory facebook group and of course thank you to our sponsors the feel good factory and dudes gourmet uh for sponsoring that show so we appreciate that and all that stuff so it's been a friday it's been a uh, little heated and debated and all that stuff more nba action going out tonight we got a big big sports weekend coming up so obviously sturch and gooch will be back on monday uh to debate all that stuff and rob will probably be back and we'll get this train rolling again so for sturch and gooch this has been another episode of the chop sports daily thank you guys so much for joining us like the video share it out tell your friends about us and we'll see you guys on monday have a good weekend be safe but there was this one company i think called chop sports media Chop Sports Media. Yeah.